Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. Uh, yeah. You can say it. Work that fader. Work that fader. <laughs> Just go ahead and... It's fine. Sorry. I mean, you would think we would get sick of that music, but... It's just so pleasing. I picked a good one. Yay, me. We could offer it to the uh, <laughs> listeners to submit any other alternative ones. I tell just, you what, when we I, talked, I, I know. send it to jredfern at yeah, right. southspring.org. When Colson came on, we talked about changing the uh, music. And I don't remember, like, uh, I don't remember if you were, like, even involved. I wasn't involved in it, okay. but I remember y'all were considering yeah. it. Yeah. And we got a few, like, is it's the only hate mail I think we've ever gotten it. <laughs> I think it was the most feedback we've ever gotten. <laughs> there you it's go. like, oh, like, people listen. Good. Oh, people listen. Don't change the music. Okay. All right. All right. With message before, received. Before we jump in, I do want to say, give a, a quick shout out. Did not talk to Sean about okay. the uh, podcast coming back, but uh, Alan did text me and he just said, so excited for an in-between. The people have their needs all capitalized. <laughs> so. uh, you know, I don't know about that, but hey, we sure love you. Um, and we should just have Alan come and hang out with us. I know we had Sean. We should have him maybe yeah. on his birthday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, although I did tell him one time, like he showed up with uh, pigs for mm -hmm. um, National Pig Day or something like that. I I don't I don't even know if it was that. It was something. He showed up around uh the time that I was about to head up here and I was like, "Hey man, come mm -hmm. on with me." And he politely declined. <laughs> He's got a real job. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um anyway, Chris is not here. Chris is not here in the Dominican Republic. He's in the DR hanging out um with two with of his kids. Dan. With two of his kids. I, yeah. yeah, I thought it was I just one. I only said Eddie. one on Sunday. And I Actually, well, it is just one. I thought really? Ellie was there. Ellie was going to go. Oh, okay. And then she got sick on the way. And so oh, she didn't bummer. get to go. Oh, bummer. I know. Yeah, that's yeah. terrible. But yeah, so anyway, so he's there with Holland. Holland, yeah. yeah. That's what I said Sunday. Okay. But then you I were got right. corrected afterwards. Look at you. But then who oh, knew? Wow. But then you were right. You were right all along. I was wrong once. I thought I was wrong and I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I always love that. But we oh, made it through oh, a yes, Sunday without say. the boss man. So we did. We yes. stayed afloat. Stayed afloat. He's going to be back this Sunday, but you're still going to be preaching. Yeah, yeah. I'll still be preaching. They come in like Saturday yeah. uh, evening. And again, with, so, with, <laughs> with the way things have been with going. With the way things with flights and all the not different sure things. Not sure he's going to be here yeah, on we'll Sunday. We'll see if he's going to be here. But even, even if that, like we... We already kind of just said because he's down there and doing yeah. doing all the things, take then, one less thing off his plate. To yeah, that'd be good. Not have to prepare a sermon while he's down there. So, so Paul, you're going to be taking us through sixteen fourteen through the end of, end the, of the chapter. chapter. Yep, twenty three. So we're going to finish out. We're going to finish out sixteen. Which I, I mean, you nailed the first part. So let's just see if you can do it again. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I really. Yeah. All right. It was run a, the music. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, it was really interesting. I feel like, um, and even just some of the feedback already, just from some, from, you know, some of the congregation that, uh, to introduce kind of like competing thoughts yeah, or at least like to introduce a thought and then to have a sit, like to be able to say, um, Hey, I think this is worth of note, but maybe taken too far. And I always like there's something that always makes me nervous about that. And so in right. particular, if uh, if you hadn't listened, I had quoted a, a 
a guy who, uh, Dr. Woodhouse and, and really I thought like his, what he wrote about was very fascinating and gave insight into 16. And I think he took the argument a little bit too far, but I really wrestle, always wrestle with like, can, you know, making a condemnation statement or mm-hmm. like making yeah. a judgment statement. I'm like, I mean, again, doctor mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Woodhouse, like, much smarter than me. Like, yeah. and, and it always is that like, it sits a little bit weird of like, how do you, how do you acknowledge thought and then make judgment on it? But then also not be like, well, who am I to judge? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. this man's clearly a lot smarter than me. Yeah. Um, but again, comparing, comparing commentators and mm-hmm. kind of like walking through multiple views and just kind of getting it, but taking again, the best of what, like there can still be a good motive that you read into this and you can still glean a lot of like, this was, I think was a helpful thing, yeah. even though in his argument, I think he just took it a little bit too far. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never, again, it's, I always wrestle with that. I always wrestle with the idea of like, what is that even helpful in a Sunday morning setting to, to introduce this other thought yeah. and let people be challenged by yeah. it. But I, th- I think that's actually one of the, one of the great parts about the way that, I mean, not just you, Chris, really a lot of people that we've had come um, be in our pulpit, like that, that we're not afraid of questions yeah. is kind of a hallmark of the teaching at our church. Yeah. Um, and though it may make some people uncomfortable in the moment, I think, I think it's a really good, like it's a, it's a good habit. Yeah. It's a good thing for us to to do on a regular basis. I, I, I just, I think that that's, that helps people not be as afraid whenever questions come up in real yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other, speaking of those questions coming up, um, I did have another, uh, church member come up to me and give some feedback. Um, very, and, and I hadn't considered this mm. honestly, and it was very interesting, um, that they, you know, like when we ran into this idea of Samuel's going and he's preparing for the sacrifice and he addresses the elders mm-hmm. and then he, um, consecrates Jesse and his sons. He tells the elders to consecrate themselves. And then he tells this, the, that he then consecrates the Jesse and his sons. And then the sons are brought, but it's not all not the David. sons. Yeah. And that question mark. And I had never considered mm-hmm. it of like, yeah. what was David? Like, was David not consecrated mm-hmm. or was Did David he get consecrated, consecrated by God? Like yeah. in the sending? Did he and get then, consecrated when he showed up? When he showed up. Yeah, no, and that's so, a good question. I it don't... was a good, it was a good question. And I don't think, again, there's not a clear answer, mm-hmm. but. Clearly, when we talk about the idea of consecration, like for sacrifice, we don't fully know what that actually means in it like could, yeah. pragmatic terms. Um, if it is something that takes a second, like that could also add to Jesse's frustration. Yeah. Mm. Or in everybody else's moment. hunger. Because yeah. he says like, we won't sit down. Oh, we ain't eating this barbecue. Come till, on, uh, guys. Till, till he comes. Um Yeah. But again, I, I, and funny. I appreciate it because the church member said like the, they were putting the same emphasis on this is God's doing. And so, because mm-hmm. consecrated basically in the pure sense, even though we may not know like the pragmatic, what it actually mm-hmm. is here that they're doing, it just means to set apart. So like you're setting your part, your yes. everyday life for then knowing you're doing something holy. Um, this is, this is a good reference to like the mikvah was yeah. consecration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
taking that bath, the yep. uh, ceremonial bath that they used to take. That's the type of thing that we're That's the type about. of thing. Yeah, exactly. And so whether that is what they're doing here or some other version yeah. or whatever it is, um, but their point was again, like there, David was welcome to the table because God consecrated him. Mm -hmm. He set him apart yeah. and then he pulled it. And I was like, ah, that's great feedback. I that's love really that. good. That's great. Good insight. So, and I, I don't know. I know that a lot, of, I, I love that too. I'm sure just from a teaching standpoint of like having somebody say, okay, you were listening and thinking critically about exactly. what I, what yeah, I was yeah. saying. I think that's cool. And, awesome. and more, more than just that, like, I feel like that one was like, you were listening to God's word. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like exactly. we read God's word and you were listening and you had an independent thought mm -hmm. based on that and we're right. engaging in that. And again, yeah. that, that is more, almost more encouraging than yes. yeah. you were just sitting there, you, listening we read God's word yeah, and then yeah, yeah, you're just listening to the guy who's on stage expound thoughts. Yeah. No, you had your own thoughts based on God's word. And that's, again, that's what we, that's what we mentioned when we, when we said the invitation, it's what we pray for mm -hmm. every time. Yeah. You know, it's like what we know from God's word is that it goes out and does not return void. And mm -hmm. so if anything, it's like every time, whether mm -hmm. it's Chris or whether it's me or anybody who's up there, I mean, the prayer is that. Right. Which is also why it's so important for us that we read God's word. Yeah. That it's not just, hey, I got some thoughts for y'all today mm -hmm. based on what's going on in the world. That's not helpful. Um, have you thought? Have you thought more about this week? Oh, speaking of scary, go for it. And <laughs> things to start with, um, in a passage and a harmful spirit from the Lord. Yeah, gosh, tormented yeah. Saul. Yeah, or tormented him. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, from yeah, from the Lord. I you know. Chris has already mentioned this in our study, and I don't know how much I'll spend time on or not spend time on, mm -hmm. because we do run into this, like, the oddity of the introduction of David over mm -hmm. these next, yeah. you know, kind of couple sections. Like he's introduced oh, that's right. three different times. Yeah. Here in, in I think it's 21. Let's see. Yeah, 21. Um, and David came to Saul and entered his service, and Saul loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. And then yet we're going to run into this David and Goliath story where Saul has no idea. Saul really doesn't yeah, know where he is. And then later, and David's never, weird. never seen Saul's armor. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, but he's like, who, yeah. Cause like in 17, he's like, who is that? Whose son is that? Mm -hmm. That is weird. And Saul again, just has Alzheimer's. <laughs> oh gosh. And maybe, maybe, maybe so. <laughs> uh, and you know, the, you know, like one of the thoughts, and again, this is, I did mention, you know, this yeah. is the hard thing about, trying to just, you want to give Saul the benefit of the doubt. But again, like, is this, is this just how temporal of a, you know, agent Saul is and his thinking that it's just like, now that this, like, I don't know who this guy is, yeah. but he played music for me. Man, I, really I loved appreciate that. It. I really, that was really, 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 really good. That. But I, and, and I put him in this like ceremonial thing but I didn't really go to war with him. So, hmm. and then later when it like comes up, it's like, wait, who are you? You know, is this just kind of that yeah. moment of like, you know, the, the, you're so the, pigeonholed the somebody, you not, see them somewhere yeah. else and you're like, yeah. I know you, but I don't know you. But I'm curious though, because, be, because he's in 17, he's looking after the flock. So he's coming from his father. Yeah. But do you, when he was brought into Saul's service, would he have been living with Saul 
or like in the court. In the, it seems that way. Interesting. Yeah. So it's not like you'd be like, oh well, I I kind of have this internship at the castle where I go and yeah. you know From play songs and, and probably like back in that time, it wouldn't be as clean cut as what we would mm-hmm. think. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Entering the service of even the king, uh-huh. you know, probably still is a you know, make mash of like all of the roles yeah. and responsibility with family and, and all the different you know, things. The, but yes, the yes. time of war comes in the spring and everybody goes to war and it's like the kid playing the oh yeah liar can just go back to you know shepherding because we don't need him for a little bit. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And so so again, some of that is a little bit odd in how it works out. Uh I did run into an interesting comment and I don't think I had I had seen this or thought about this before, but in verse 20, um, Jesse takes a donkey laden with bread and a skin of wine and a young goat and sends them by David to um, Saul when he enters into his service. We have this like comment on Mm -hmm. when he finally, how he enters, because really the section is like how he enters into um, the king's favor and the king's service. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, you know, after this, plays out and he's temporarily sent there and then permanently placed. And in the permanent placement, Jesse sends this donkey um, with bread and a skin of wine and a young goat. And really the prominence of, again, what a donkey, having a possession of a donkey means um, that they, that this probably also is another argument that Jesse and his family aren't uh, poor, that they are, well to do if they have a donkey to be able to be sent. Mm. Mm. And again, like that speaks against some of the things that I was reading, you know, in preparation of last week and talking about, um, you know, David being uh, out in the fields, taking care of the sheep as a, what would you expect a servant's role? And so some of the commentators, you know, said like, Oh, and again, trying to make the best of this would be that, Jesse wasn't affluent enough that he had to put one of his sons out there to do that. Um, but he probably was. Probably was. And so they're, again, it, it just, it mm. just muddies the water then or of if Jesse it's had not looking good ability, for David and Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Had the ability to have a servant tend the, sh- the sheep, then they would have. And yet he sends David, David instead, the youngest. Hmm. But again, None of it, I feel like none of this is, uh, I would say none of this is gospel, you know, like we, we wouldn't, you know, take this, right, right, right. Like we're just, we're just speculating yeah. and going into it. And then I think if anything, putting ourselves in the shoes to learn the lesson mm-hmm. that if this really was the case, then well, what does it mean for us as fathers? What does it mean for, you know, us as we lead a family and how do we treat our kids and, you know, and if, if, and what if there can be something that's gleaned there. Sons and all of those things. Like mm-hmm. you, we, there's, there's a lot, mm-hmm. a lot to think about with David. And, you know, because we have such, you were talking about the, just the sheer volume mm-hmm. of words uh, yeah. that, that are around David's story. There's a lot for us to, and yeah. so we're, you know, we talked about that was the, this chapter is the beginning so, so wait, should I feel convicted that I've just recently bought my son a bunch of, uh, yard tools and he spends a lot of time <laughs> in the quote unquote fields in our backyard pretending did, to mow? Did and, you buy it for both of your sons? 
I, see, that's the thing is, is you're probably just favoring one over the other. Oh, <laughs> see, that's the lesson. Yeah, that's the lesson. <laughs> but he's in the fields. Anyway, but he's in sorry. The field. No, sorry, it, I'm, I'm getting us off. But if you haven't seen, those are really cute pictures of Ben with his mo- uh, little mower. Anyway, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. And I did. I did recently learn, though, that like Dyson released a kid's vacuum. Yes. That that's actually, a real vacuum. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm that's, like, yeah, where's that stuff needs to happen? Where's your yeah. price where's really needs to come out with the lawnmower? That really is a lawnmower. That really is a lawnmower. So you can be productive out we there. Can, th- we can deal with a whole tangent because he's been out there for hours and I'm like, I see I wouldn't have had to mow the majority <laughs> of our yard if all this stuff actually worked. My, um, my lawnmower had bubbles. No, oh yes, nice. We ran out of <laughs> oh, our bubbles. Yeah. Our bubble on um, Anything? Anything else though? I know. Sorry, I, I got us off track. No, I mean we just started seventeen, so or started 16. Uh, 16, 14. Uh The other one that you know, I'll, I'll, I know I need to wrestle with and and actually like do do more research and and seek out of this idea of like so fourteen starts with. Um, we, we you know last week or last week during the podcast, I guess we mm-hmm. we said. This this chapter sixteen is is shaped by these two events, um, and both of them have these bookends, these inclusios. Yeah, right. And so we have this filling, you know, the horn with oil uh, in verse one, and then we get that oil in thirteen, yeah, being kind of how it's poured out, and then in fourteen it starts with now the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, um, and then it ends in twenty three, and the harmful spirit departed. From him, so it starts with the harmful spirit entering, Saul, entering, sorry, and then a yeah, harmful the spirit, spirit of the Lord departs, and then the harmful spirit departs, and so we kind of again get this literary Hebrew, yeah, you know, kind of bookend on this section. Um, but again, in the time frame of it, so here we have thirteen leading into fourteen, and again, thirteen is the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David. Fourteen, the spirit of the Lord departs from Saul, mm-hmm. and even in some brief, you know, kind of reading through um, some things, there's some question marks about, is this the same moment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is the moment that... So it's almost like a transfer. Yep. Well... Did one come and one leave? And are you supposed to read it that way? Or is this just kind of a tie-in of, there's yeah. some gap here? But again, we don't know too much. We have some like uh, loose margin when you kind of look at, you know, the chronology of David's life between his birth and his anointing by Saul and his defeat of Goliath. Like we, we got a, you know, age range that we're working in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so again, it can't, it can't be too long. It can't be like, there's this long thing, but is this immediate? Mm-hmm. Is this a year? Is this mm-hmm. a couple years? And how much kind of do you stretch this? Yeah. Also, I might be uh, completely just seeming inc- incredibly ignorant, but as far as like uh, Saul's knowledge of David's anointing, um, do we do probably nothing? Probably so, nothing. So it do, indicates and, this is this is his private anointing. This is he, like right. him and his family. I would right. tell you, I I I I feel very strongly. Mm-hmm. I guess I I suppose very strongly that. If Saul knew that De- David had been anointed, he would not have him anywhere near his right, house. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. Which I feel like is even more. When of that a, comes like, up later, yeah. obviously, yeah. it's not a well received. So, oh, that's, message. I guess that's my right. other question is when do, when, because like, does he eventually find out 
And I think first he, yeah. he just sees that David is celebrated and right, you see right, his right. reaction to that. But yeah, then I, then he finds out. And again, it's interesting and that sets Jonathan out later will run into it. If like Jonathan finds out. Yeah. Yeah. And Jonathan, who has a very different reaction and has a very different interest level in this, mm-hmm. um, because should the kingship pass to mm-hmm. the next son, it should be Jonathan. Jonathan. So he he hears, no, I'm not going to be king and this guy's going to be king and befriends him, loves him. And connects his soul to him, yeah. Rather than feeling like in competition or threatened. Golly, like Jonathan that. is. I mean, honestly, David. David gets a lot of time. Jonathan's the man. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we <laughs> only hear. <clears throat> we hey, and again, it's probably again a quantity. Yeah, I, that I go back in we scripture. Would, we like, would have other if 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 we had a whole stuff with you Jonathan know, book on Jonathan, we'd probably learn yeah. his faults and failures too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but from what yeah, we get, point, there's though. not a lot of negative. No. Mm-hmm. Other than being Saul's son. Interesting. Yeah. Very Ooh, interesting. Fathers beware. Mm. Anyway, there's going to be a lot. Um, and there's a lot of different uh, aspects to it. I'm, I'm interested in, to see how you're going to uh, walk through all the. Yeah. Are there any other thoughts that you want to share? Right now, I know it's early on in the week, so it is. And you uh, just cut down a tree yesterday. <laughs> um, no, I again, I feel like there's there is just there's a lot that is very again intriguing about not just reading us as a Westerner, <laughs> as an American mm-hmm. yeah. who just wants to say like, oh, and then. This is how I would make sense of this passage presented in the scope of, you know, the passages that surround it. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, I would rather want it to be chronological. I would want it to make more sense and more clean and right. put timelines mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. And that's not the emphasis. And so having to continue to deal with, you know, like what is said here for the reason of why it's written and yeah. what is presented. And mm-hmm. so, um, I mean, who's this little kid? Who's then referred to as uh, he's skillful in playing a man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech and a man of good presence. And the Lord is with him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what? (laughs) How do you wrap your head around? Oh, yeah, he's with the sheep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm, There's just so many parts that don't make sense. Um, I wonder what Samuel was thinking when he was writing it. He's like. Wait, really? No, I mean, you know? and yeah, and when, you know? and again, yeah. this is this is some of the argument about the awkwardness of what it sounds like the meanings not lining up. One of the mm-hmm. arguments is, well, this is this is all transcribed after the event, right? right. And so, definitely, is, that's the case. Yeah, is twenty one written into, you know, Saul loved him greatly and he became his armor bearer. Is that mm-hmm. written in after that happened? After. Mm-hmm. Goliath after they met, you know, like, yeah. right, right, right. Is right. this, is this again, just the, and that's, that's, I guess what I was alluding to in my last comment of yeah. like okay. the messiness of, I just want to read it and say like, well, this happened here. And then the next thing must be the next thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's probably not that clean. Um, it's probably much more of a, you know, noodles of thought all interwoven right. together. Well, and, and as we're going to see in 17, you would think like 
you wouldn't really refer to him as somebody that Saul loved because the if 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 you read it like everything is happening as it's being said instead of after the fact you have like thoughts that are being inserted mm-hmm. into what we know about what happened or what they knew about what happened mm-hmm. but not necessarily like in the moment of it is that like Saul's really pleased with David for like 2 seconds interesting the right. second in between when when he kills Goliath and wins this great victory and when the people start celebrating yeah. David yeah and it's like that was really short which again could go to Saul of like we we talked about you know Saul drew men to him or he had to draw yeah, men he had to, to he himself. Had to, he had to bring men into his service, yeah. which you see him doing with David. And, he, so, and he doesn't even have like a part of it. He's like, hey, yeah. find someone for me who's yeah. good at playing. And that's, oh, wow. That's a that's another really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, here Saul is tormented and he doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And it is his servants who said. You like the guitar. <laughs> Well, yeah, or they, I mean, they're the ones who make the proclamation. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that Saul's servant said to him, behold, now a harmful spirit from God is tormenting you. Mm-hmm. Saul yeah. doesn't even know that the, a harmful spirit. Let yeah. our Lord now command your servants. Uh-huh. Interesting. Again, hard, hard, yeah. to, hard to give him benefit of the doubt, but aren't we dude, all? Dude, dude, all struggling and I know what that's like. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, if you're in the midst of the struggle, seek the Lord, not yourself. Be encouraged.